0: Look, the Warriors are the Warriors. There's, there's no getting around that. There's no changing that. But you can't beat the Warriors and yourselves. That's just too many opponents to face. Back from vacation, it's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is December 7th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Golden State Warriors, the, some good things, there, there are a few. The turnovers, the Stephen Curry-ness, the, the, the Warriors-ness, it's, it's, it, it was as ugly as we thought it was going to be when we entered the game. Uh, Magic had a very thin margin of error, and they, uh, they they blew right past that, didn't they? We'll talk about that game, plus the turnover issues, Now they're not just a one-game deal, um, and how they've been a big problem for the Magic for a little while now. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter for your first listen of the day, whether you listen to us at work, on your break, at lunch, whenever, we truly do appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. The Locked, uh, remember, Locked On Magic is available on all podcasting platforms as well as most episodes streaming on YouTube. Today's episode is not because uh, uh, my program decided to throw a fit today. Uh, it's still on vacation. I am no longer on vacation. Um, we'll get to. We'll we'll have plenty of good YouTube stuff coming up in the coming days as well. I am planning to do a pregame show, a live pregame show uh, before the Magic's game against the Kings on Wednesday. We'll go live at nine thirty or probably maybe a little bit earlier, maybe like nine fifteen, nine twenty. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel so you know when we go live. On YouTube, We'll we get very, very excited about that. We'll uh, hopefully be able to have some interaction as well. Remember, the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. And can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Check it out at Truebill. So, we all knew this would be a tough task. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. The the Orlando Magic have the second-worst record in the league right now. The Golden State Warriors have the best record in the league. In fact, the records are almost inverse of each other. Um, It was always going to take a lot for the Orlando Magic to have a shot, to to have a chance to win this kind of a game, to to beat a team as good as the Golden State Warriors. No one's denying that. No one's going to hide from that. No one's going to change that fact it was always going to be extremely 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 difficult um and and you know it, it was going to take a really good effort um so let's get that 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 out of the way um the magic we're not going to be able to make a ton of mistakes um the warriors are, are, are such a good team that even little mistakes they drive a dagger straight through them um it just just completely rip you apart uh just just on that alone. Um, but, you know, the Magic have been playing well lately. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it would take a lot. I'm not saying the Magic were ever expected to win the game. Um, but you definitely expected the Magic to put up a good fight. Um, and Orlando got off to a really good start. They, they were able to take the early lead. They were able to make some shots. Um, but very quickly, Golden State started to impose their will. And Golden State started to kind of impose their peace on the game. And, and that's such a key thing. Now, when this Magic team gets sped up, when they have to feel like they're digging themselves out a hole, when they feel like they're playing catch-up, um, they can create some magic, pun intended. They can create some incredible play and some incredible basketball. But they can also struggle a ton. They can also find it very, very difficult um, to, to take that next step up, to, to be the team that they need to be. Um, and, 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 you know, again the the line between a close loss or close game a game that the magic can come back in um and a game that's a complete blowout especially against a team like the warriors is very very thin it's a very very narrow line and orlando tipped over the edge on that um the magic kind of not didn't give up the ship but They were struggling to climb up so much. They were struggling to climb out of that hole so much that, yeah, eventually it became too much. And they got overwhelmed and they got hit hard. The turnovers were obviously a huge issue. Orlando just turning the ball over time and time and time again. The Warriors doing a great job defensively to cut off the outlets for the Magic and and force them into difficult passes, but... Frankly, there were some lazy plays. Just like in the loss to Houston on Friday, there were a ton of lazy plays. Just not not passing the ball attentively, uh, trying to do too much off the dribble. Mo Bamba had three turnovers and several, and at least one of them came with him trying to dribble the ball and do a spin move. It was very strange. Um, Just a lot of just kind of bad decision making Um, and just bad aggression. Orlando did good things. I, I, again, I, I, don't want, I, I don't want to completely poo-poo the first quarter and a half. Um, where The Magic were really good. They moved the ball. They got open shots. Franz Wagner was making great plays on the ball. They, they played him at point center, and it was exciting. It was good to see that experiment happen, um, Again, especially against this Warriors team that goes super small. Um, I thought Orlando, at times, their defense was really on point. Their switching was really good. Um, they did a good job kind of hanging on to Steph Curry for as long as they could. Um, but, of course, that opened up Andrew Wiggins, Nemanja Bailitsa, and some other of some other the Warrior shooters. And I think that's what the Magic were willing to live with. But at the end of the day, you cannot beat yourselves. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But you cannot beat yourselves. This Magic team especially cannot beat itself. They cannot be the team that not only has to beat more talented, more together, more tied-in teams like the Warriors— they can't be overcoming their own mistakes. And, you know, Jamal Mosley made it a point after the game to say, like, he didn't think that there were bad turnovers. they were aggressive turnovers. And I generally agree with that. Um, and, You know, yes, there were some sloppy and lazy turnovers, but the Magic generally were trying to make plays, trying to get themselves out. But you can kind of use that determination against them because it puts them into traps. It puts them into situations where where they're not going to be able to get themselves out. or They're they're going to make more mistakes. They're going to get deeper and deeper into the hole. And we've seen this story play out time and time again. We've seen this story play out where the Magic, in trying to get out of a hole, settle for three-pointers, which they certainly did, are unable to get into the paint, which they certainly were unable to for long stretches, where they tried to have to force things to keep up. This Magic team is not going to be able to keep up with anyone offensively. That's just not who this team is. The way that they come back, the way that they play, the way that they fight back into games is to settle in defensively. As as Mosley says, sit down and guard. And that just wasn't there. And it wasn't necessarily because of the turnovers, which again, there's a point we'll get into. The turnovers were a big factor, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like the Warriors were running a ton in transition. Um, Yes, they caught the Magic maybe in secondary breaks and secondary transition, but they didn't get a lot of fast break points. But they made the Magic pay for every single mistake. And that's how the Warriors took the lead in the second quarter, started to run away, and that's how the Magic were unable to get themselves back into the game. The Warriors won this one running away. The uh, the final score, um, probably not totally indicative of of, of how the team played. 126-95, to a 31-point deficit, obviously. Um, The turnover is a huge factor, 23 turnovers for 38 Golden State points. Magic make 11 threes. The Warriors made twenty eight from Wiggins, 7 from Curry. That's the kind of game that it was. Golden State is a team that understands and knows its role really well. and, And they can play that. And they have guys that can set themselves up to play those roles. The Magic don't really have those guys. They don't. They don't have guys who are able to play that way. Not yet, at least. And it shows. The Magic's lack of execution, it shows. So Orlando took one on the chin yet again. Um, You know, kind of halting some positive momentum after um, a good win over Denver on Wednesday. You know, a a game they should have won against Houston. But Golden State's a unique team. The task was always going to be much more difficult. And that's that's the truth about this one. So maybe this is a game that we throw out and put it in its own little box. We'll go through the final box score and talk a little bit more about the Magic's turnover issues coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Truebill. Do you know why? free trials are new without your consent. It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge. Is there what need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to? Truebill has more than 2 million users and help them save more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines to help you out. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, and Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Again, that's therabody.com slash locked on. therabody.com slash locked on. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether we're your first listen of the day, whether you're listening to us at work, your workout, whenever, we truly do appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. You can, of course, find us wherever you download podcasts, as well as streaming on YouTube. Let's run through the final box score, talk about some of the performances from individuals in this game. Obviously, a frustrating game for the Orlando Magic on several fronts, but we do want to point out some good things. Let's start with Franz Wagner. 15 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, 7 for 13 shooting. Franz Wagner played a really good game. 30 and a half minutes, too. He played a lot as well. Um, Franz, like, Look, we're running out of superlatives for Franz Wagner. He has just been really, really good. And I was really interested to watch this game particularly because I, I was curious to see what would happen if the if the the, the Warriors put Draymond Green on him and, and put a, a bigger body on him, put a, obviously a really good defender on him. Um, but honestly, like Franz still got to all his spots and still was really aggressive. If, if I have a complaint about the way Franz Wagner played in this game, um, it's mostly that he got a little too frustrated with the officials and was arguing with the officials a lot. Um, which again, you know, like he's expecting things now. He's expecting to to get to his spots, to be put in positions to get fouls, and and you know he has points on some of these as well. Wagner was so good at just getting into the lane, creating for others, that the Magic trusted him to play point guard. Yes, the Magic ran a point-center lineup, and, and the Warriors are a team you can do that with because they only have Kevon Looney as a traditional center. They play Nemanja by a lot at center, so you need that switching. You need that ability to to, to switch a lot, and, and the Magic, you know, at, at least in the early parts of that run in the, in the first and second quarter, played really well with Franz Wagner as the lone center, as the center and as really the point guard of those lineups. Um, the Magic are trusting Franz to do a whole lot more. Um, and obviously, I, I, he's delivering. Um, I can't say that Franz Wagner played a poor game. Um, and I, I know it's a 31 point loss, but only one turnover. I, I honestly can't say that he was poor. I thought he played exceptionally well, and I thought he did some really good things for the Magic as well. Wendell Carter, another guy that I thought played really well too 14 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one turnover as well, four for eight shooting. We've all been saying this for a long time. Wendell Carter needs to get more shots. He needs to be a little bit more aggressive getting his shots. So the Magic need to get him more looks. Um, again, that could be an extra pass off a pick and roll. That could be a kick out. Um, that could be a post up on occasion. Although I don't know if this was the right game to do post ups for him. Um, but Carter's defense is really good. He did a really good job defending the rim. Uh, locking down the glass. Again, I have, I thought Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter played really, really well. I even think Carter's passing was really good. Um, again, he only had one turnover, too, so he was making good decisions. I really liked the game that Wendell Carter had, um, and, and I think that's that's uh, that's something that can carry over. Um, we'll talk more about Gary Harris, I think, tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. I'm going to run some numbers on him, but Gary Harris led the team in scoring with 17 points, 6 for 10, shooting 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. Um, I, I know fans are still very hard on Gary Harris, and he's obviously had a slow start to the season, but he is starting to come into form offensively. Um, he was able to hit his shots. He was able to get those spot-up threes going. Um, you know, he was able to do good things offensively. But I, I do have to say I am still very disappointed. I did not think this was a good Gary Harris game while he was scoring. Um, his defense and his leadership are still the biggest things that the Magic need from him. Uh, and I think overall, Harris is not delivering on that front. Um, he picked up a technical foul in the, in the second quarter um, when he got hit on a screen. And he just kind of sat there and complained. And Stephen Curry hit a wide open three. Um, again, you can't have that. Um, there are several possessions where the, where the Magic forced Curry to the middle, where Harris was supposed to be kind of beating him uh, at the nail extended, you know, further up, obviously, because it's Curry. Uh, and, and Harris just did not commit to to stopping Curry. And, and I think playing the playing the role that the Magic needed him to play in that in that situation in that position. Um, His defense has been really imprecise, Um, and I think that's that's really frustrating because that's something we expected to get from Gary Harris. Um, It it obviously has not been a good year for Gary Harris. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it is. I think there are positive signs, and and offensively, Monday was a positive sign, but this was this was not a strong game for Gary Harris in in the least, and and it's really frustrating to watch that as well. Uh, Cole Anthony had a down game. He's had some of these. I I don't think it's overly concerning. Um, I think obviously he's a young player trying to find consistency. I think he's starting to rise up on scouting reports, so this isn't so surprising. Nine points, um, nine points, three for eleven shooting, over five from beyond the arc. Four turnover, turnovers for him. Scored most of those nine points in the second quarter. Just took him a while to get going. You know, I think I think Mosley. Uh, I asked Mosley about this before the game, like how Anthony's kind of feeling his way through some of the changes that defense is going to throw at him. Um, and, and Mosley did say that that Anthony is looking to get his teammates involved early. So you know, I don't. I, I would expect that the way Anthony games go as he's trying to get others involved early, trying to set others up, uh, and then he ramps up his own offensive aggression later on in the game. Um, that obviously didn't really happen this game. He really struggled to get himself going, um, and, and, and obviously so the turnovers were a huge factor as well, as he tried to do a little bit too much on his end. RJ Hampton, 16 points, 5-for-6 six shooting, 1-for-1 one one from deep, 5-for-6 from the foul line, 3 assists, 6 turnovers. Um, you know, again, the issue with Hampton's always kind of slowing him down, making sure that he's making the right plays, making the right reads, but he's able to get to the basket, especially when you're able to get him out in transition. Um, I really liked Hampton's game going to the hoop, uh, and especially when he's looking to score. When he's looking to pass, that's when there was a little bit of trouble. Um, you know, obviously the Magic have had to run him as a backup point guard right now with uh, J- Jalen Suggs out and Markel Fultz still out. So move, when they can move him back to... Kind of that secondary playmaker role, use him off the ball. He, he's, you know, honestly, like I, I know that numbers out there that he is the uh, he's he has got like the top three-point field goal percentage among players under 25 or something like that. Um Hampton, I, I trust Hampton shooting. I trust that he's gonna make a spot up three when, when he is when the ball is whipped to him. He'll make a catch and shoot three-pointer, and that's a really big step for him. Um so I know that it feels like sometimes that Hampton's the odd man out or Hampton isn't playing enough, and I think there's something to that. Uh, but Hampton is really making the most of his minutes. He, he's putting putting us, you know, as analysts, as people watching, in the position to say, this kid needs to play more. This kid needs to be doing a whole lot more. And, and I think that's obviously a really good thing and a really good sign for a young player to be put in that position to say, hey, this kid should be doing more. We should be getting more from this kid. We should be getting more out of this kid. Um, and so obviously the Magic just have to... Get more out of it. They have to they have to find a way to to get to get the most out of him. And I think that's obviously been um, a little bit of a struggle here of late. But um, you know, Hampton's just gotta clean up those turnovers. Everyone did. He's just again going a little too fast. I think he slowed down a lot. I think he's playing a lot better. Um, but obviously uh, still a lot more to do. One final note, Chuma O'Kiki, ten points, three for nine shooting, three for four from um from the uh, from the from the floor. Um you know, again, good to see him score. I, I, uh, he had two blocks. You know, he's doing some some better things. Um, Magic just really haven't been able to get him as involved as they'd like. Um, with the way Mo Bamba struggled in this game, two points, one for four shooting, three turnovers. Um, he had a couple of nice blocks, but a really difficult game. Just a tough matchup for Mo Bamba. Um, I do wonder when the Magic are going to start shifting a little bit toward the lineup that they expect when Jonathan Isaac returns. Um, I, I don't think this two-center alignment with Wendell Carter at the four is going to last forever, um, as successful as it's been. Um, I think we'll see some of it. I don't think they'll completely abandon it, but um, I do. I am curious uh, when the Magic do try to begin shifting toward that lineup. That might be our first sign that uh, that Isaac is nearing a return when they're starting to, to, to prime the lineup for Isaac's return. Um, Okiki's oh, not had a good year, so I, I, I think some calls to— Start Okiki. um, You know, again, that might help him a little bit. Might help him define his role a little bit clearer. That um, it may not be uh, the best thing for the team as a whole. The Magic shoot just forty-three point four percent from the floor. Obviously, not a great shooting game. If the Magic were going to win this game, they're going to have to shoot well. Um, they did not do that. So it was, again, expected that they'd fall behind. Eleven for thirty-eight from beyond the arc. Again, if the Magic were going to win this game, they'd have to shoot well from beyond the arc. They did not do that. Eighteen of twenty-two from the foul line. So good job getting to the foul line for Orlando. Um, but again, the big story, 23 turnovers for 38 Golden State points. Just not going to get the job done there. Golden State led in scoring by Stephen Curry with 31 points, 8 for 16 from the floor, 7 for 13 from deep, 8 assists for him. Andrew Wiggins, 28 points, 9 for 17 from the floor, 8 for 10 from deep. Look, Golden State was shot 20 for 40 from deep. They're not The Magic aren't going to win many games like that. Um, they got outscored 34-18 in the second quarter. I think it was like a 20-4 to run. In the second quarter, that put this game completely away. The Golden State Warriors defeat the Orlando Magic 126 to 95. We're gonna talk a little bit more about those turnover issues coming up here in just a moment. But first, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Here's a disclaimer. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer coverage not offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See boostmobile.com for details. obviously the story coming out of Monday's game were the turnovers. Um, no getting around it, no just denying it. The Magic lost the game because of their turnovers, because they committed 23 turnovers, 38 points, just, just inexcusable, not inexcusable, but just just really difficult for this team to win games when, uh, when they're turning the ball over like that. Um, you know, I, I'm trying very, very hard not to make direct comparisons between what Jamal Mosley's trying to do and the team that Jamal Mosley's coaching and the team that we had for the last three years under Steve Clifford. But um, I do think what Steve Clifford was able to establish and what he was able to do were really important for the team. Um, Again, the the message when the Magic first hired him was, we're not going to beat ourselves. His teams do not beat themselves. They're disciplined. They, uh, They don't turn the ball over. And the Magic were one of the best teams, even last year, at protecting the ball. At making sure that they don't turn the ball over, making sure they don't give those extra possessions to their opponent, the Magic this year have not been that team. Um, again, it's it, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple. Entering Monday's game, entering Monday's game, Orlando was really poor, and f- as far as turnover rate, um, you know the Magic were have a turnover rate uh, had a turnover rate of 15.3 percent. They were 25th in the league, um, just not good. They give up a lot of possessions. Um, and, and while it's important to note that it isn't necessarily turnovers that are beating them in most of these games, Magic give up just 16 points off turnovers per game. That was 15th in the league entering last night, and 11.2 fast break points per game, 7th in the league. So the Magic do a good job stopping fast break points, stopping points off turnovers. They just turn the ball over a lot. And that's more an opportunity cost. The real issue for the Magic is they give up these opportunities to score. And again, obviously the Magic, not a strong offensive team, but they give up these opportunities to score. They give up these chances to, to make baskets. And that's, that's such a big part of, of the Magic's offensive struggles right now. Um, you know, again... I'm okay if the Magic lose a game because they miss a ton of shots. It's not a strong offensive team, not a strong shooting team. Not even getting the shot off is probably the problem. It's probably the bigger issue. And obviously giving extra field goal attempts, extra opportunities that you're not getting to your opponents, especially for a team like the Magic that's going to struggle to come back in a lot of games and struggle to keep up scoring-wise. Um, that's obviously a huge problem. That's obviously a huge deal for uh, this Magic team. And so the turnover issues aren't necessarily about the points they directly lead to or the points that they create. The turnover issue is more about the lost opportunity to score. And that's where the Magic beat themselves because they're just giving these chances away. They're giving these chances over to their opponent. They're giving these chances uh, to, to the other team. Just look at, the, look at the last run of games. In the, of the, in the loss of the Chicago Bulls last Friday, the Magic had 15 turnovers for 22 points. Um, and it was a big part of the Bulls' 16-0 run that, that helped them take control of that game and eventually run away with it for a 35-point victory. On Friday's loss against the Rockets, Magic had 18 turnovers for 21 points. And again, that's not a terrible conversion. You're going to turn the ball over 18 times and only give up 21 points off turnovers. You're doing okay. But those are 18 possessions you don't get back. Those are 21 points, 21 extra points that the other team gets back. I mean, I think I, I think Gary Harris said it best after last night's game, after Monday's game, you know, 30 36 points off 21 turnovers. That's the game. In a 31 point, you know, 31 point deficit, you don't turn the ball over that much. You don't give those extra possessions away. Maybe you have a chance to win, and obviously, Golden State is a good that team that's really good at pressing that advantage. Of if you give them those extra opportunities, they're going to take advantage, and you could see it throughout the course of the last week. That 16-0 run against the Bulls two weeks ago, Magic committed 14 turnovers in a four-minute stretch to feed that run to give the Bulls that control. Against Philadelphia, Magic fell behind by 12 points in the first quarter, committing five of its 12 total turnovers. In the opening quarter, Orlando was able to come back and make that a game, but largely because they protected the ball. They did not give away those extra possessions. The Magic committed four of their 13 turnovers in the first quarter against the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday when they fell behind in that game as well. And then of course, 18 turnovers for 21 points, committing eight in the second quarter when Orlando, Orlando still outscored Houston 32-23 in that quarter. But again, lost opportunity in a two-point game The Magic probably could have taken control of that game, taken a firm lead, taken a 10, 11, 12, 15-point lead, a lead that the Magic have not had this year. The Magic have not been... The Magic, I think, have led by 10 points, the fewest of any team in the league. The only time they've had a big lead was against Brooklyn, and they lost it, obviously, and lost that game. The Magic have not won any games comfortably this year yet, and, and that's certainly a sign that we want to see happen. Those turnovers were huge. Those turnovers were big. And, of course, the Magic struggled are struggling to protect the ball. Now, a lot of this you expect from young teams. And and like I think Coach said yesterday, um, some of it was, yes, being aggressive, still trying to make aggressive plays, and just making mistakes. And and you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to have a zero turnover game. And you want players to play aggressively enough to not be afraid to make mistakes. What you want to cut out are the silly turnovers, the fumbling the ball out of bounds, the bad passes, the you know, kind of run-out turnovers. If it's a backdoor cut and there's a miscommunication, you can live with that. If it's a kick out that's deflected or or, or just a, a kick out that's maybe a dribble too too deep, you can live with those. But those aren't terrible turnovers. Those aggressive turnovers that you need to learn from. Obviously, you need to get better at them and reduce them. But they happen. And young teams are gonna make mistakes because they're all over the place. And something this Magic team has to do a better job of is finding its center. When teams are pushing the pace, when they are trying to speed the Magic up, try and get them out of the game, try and impose their will on the game, the Magic have to be able to kind of find themselves and play their game and execute their stuff and reimpose their control and their order. And obviously, young teams aren't good at that. That is not what young teams are good at. That's not what young teams are known for. Young teams are known for getting sped up uh, and not knowing how to manage these games and how to manage these deficits. And obviously, that's a big lesson that this Magic team still has to learn. So th- th- these, these issues aren't surprising, but there's something the team has to improve upon. Something the team has to get better at. And right now, the Magic are struggling a lot with these turnover issues. And, you know, again, it's not that the Magic can't win without these, without this. Um, because, again, they are they are doing good things. They are getting back in transition for the most part. They are limiting the cost of these mistakes um, in a very real way. You, you can measure it statistically. But it is an opportunity lost. And with how poor the Magic shooting are and how much the Magic need to take advantage of every opportunity, how thin their margin for error is, it hurts. It's painful. It really really makes it difficult for the Magic to win. For the Magic to progress the way they need to progress at that. Right now, the Magic just have to avoid beating themselves as much as they are. They have to give themselves the chance to win. And if they do that, then they will get better and we'll see the improvement we want to see. I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Now, go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You can, of course, you can of course find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore Dean. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For our magic daily, Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Cross. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.